Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by Swoops, a daily fantasy sports game where every player in the game is a one-of-one Swoops player that is owned and operated by a Swoops user. As a user, you play the literal role of owner, general manager, and coach for your team and players. Their public mint is on September 22nd. If you're on the whitelist, the mint is on September 21st, and they'll be minting at 0.05 ETH with a supply of 1,500. Yeah, this is actually really cool because we've talked a lot recently about some daily fantasy games and how they're integrating into sports with the blockchain. And this is kind of something really new where these your you know your players are going to be robots like you said there's only going to be 1500 of them you create your team you play in the games they're going to have to offer they're probably going to have all kinds of different games one on one tournaments uh just like some of these other things we used to play and these are going to be able to be played every day you only need to have one player and then they have you know a, a free agent pool you can pick from but if you want to get more players, you might have better players. You can train your players. They can get better over time. There's a lot of really cool stuff to like about this. I'm going to check it out myself. I mean, it's backed by a bunch of really important sounding VC companies and also a couple of people we might have heard of. Uh, Gary V is, is an investor. I know Gary V is an investor. Jason Robbins, who's DraftKings CEO, multiple NBA ownership groups are investing in this. Get in early that this is these are going to be, you know, your early players, your best players. The price is 05. So you can you can get in with one if you want to buy a whole team. I guess it's about a quarter ETH. And it's it seems really exciting to me. Yeah, yeah. It sounds fun. And I like the fact that you could like potentially win money, like if you like win win these like tournaments and contests, yep. uh, which is always fun. And if you're interested in checking out Swoops, you could go to playswoops.com. Also, you can click the link in our show notes and it'll take you directly to the website. S-W-O-O-P-S. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens or NFTs. NFTs are exploding in popularity. This is a technology you have now joined jenny from the blockchain and michael keen on the nft catcher podcast what's up everyone and welcome back to another episode of the nft catcher podcast with me jenny from the blockchain and my co-host michael keen today we have none other than Roz, very special guest who, by the way, is a super accomplished human being, sports broadcaster on ESPN for the WNBA and NBA. She played on the Nigeria national team. She has a master's degree from Stanford. She won a couple Emmys. I mean, just a million different things. We're going to focus on her Web3 journey here. But Roz, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so (laughs) thrilled. Thank you for having me. Also, yes, you having a show, Jenny from the blockchain. We love to see it. (laughs) Let's go. Yes. What's Michael? What's going on? Hey, hey. thanks for being here. Do I call you MK or? No, I know it says MK. I got to change that on my Zoom uh, thing. It's Michael's fine. Mike, Michael, whatever. Because I don't want you getting confused for Michael Kors. Well, (laughs) some people do confuse me for him, but we will. uh, 
<laughs> we got some MK logo. Yeah. I used to I used to love seeing that when I was like, what the heck is that? My, yeah. <laughs> and you you should have crushed Michael Kors like logo luggage and bags because it's essentially your initials. That, yeah, I might have to think about a lawsuit in this. Skin. Yeah, I think you're you're bringing up some really interesting value. You're on to something. Yeah, that's actually not a. That might be my IP that he's uh, right. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on too. It's really exciting. I was you know reading all up about. I mean, I remember your Stanford teams very well. You guys are one of the best teams. Like. What a run that was. That must have been so amazing going to all those final fours and being in all those huge games like that. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, those were those were highlights of my life still to this day. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I, you know, it's funny when you become a real adult from being an athlete and you no longer, you know, play at an elite level. There's just so few situations where you can feel the rush and the roar of a crowd or run into the arms of your your teammates and you know, where you can truly feel the value of like hard work or buying into something bigger than yourself or humbling yourself or pushing through adversity or why it was worth it to be consistent, even on the days you didn't want to do it. And like, you know, when it all comes together, like it it was such a wonderful time and like basketball has given me so much. It's, it literally, I like, like I've been thinking about it lately. I was like 100%, 1000% basketball was a vehicle in my life. And I feel like it probably was like the first vehicle in my life. And like, if I'm lucky to even catch a second vehicle or like a second wave or passion or love, like I think Web3 could be that because it's been a while since something has touched my fascination um, and like my curiosity and my hunger in the way that like basketball did um, and the way that Web3 is doing right now. So who knows? Maybe like I'll be lucky enough to catch two waves. You know, people people don't even catch one in a lifetime. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you're going to catch whatever wave you want. It seems like, yeah. it seems like there's a yeah, Web3 is waiting for you. Nah, that's really cool. That's, that's cool to hear about that run at Stanford and and talk to somebody that was on those teams. Like I, I really that was that was a big time in, in women's college basketball. And I remember it very well. Like it was. that's really kind of when it came into the mainstream yeah there were some teams like stanford and right yeah tennessee Tennessee. yeah you know my i actually i'm covering the wnba finals right now and i saw uh, i saw that clip on your twitter i do my i do my homework (laughs) okay we appreciate early your twitter so okay Uh, you're not you're not just here for your boyish good looks. As you, yeah, you exactly. Work. Thank you. you. Your Thank work. You. No, okay. but I'm covering. I say that I'm covering the WNBA finals right now, mm-hmm. and the semifinal. Candace Parker was playing, and it's funny. I ran into her mother at the Starbucks outside of the arena, and her mom was like, "I remember you two playing in the in the championship, the national championship game, Stanford and Tennessee, and like." how we rushed home and, or for the Christmas game that season two, we rushed back up to the airport and we sat on the same plane to get out uh, mm. for the holiday vacation. And it's just like, you know, it's, that was a time. And, and those players who were huge then um, are the veteran players of the W now, the Candace Parkers. I played with Neka Agwumake, you know, mm. the Courtney Vandersloot, um, you know, Alyssa Thomas in the finals right now, Dewana Bonner in the finals right now on the aces. I'm trying to think who, who I played against or with there. Um, 
they skew a little bit younger, but like my class is, is probably like the veteran group in the W right now. And by the way, we got breaking news, breaking news, folks. There is somebody backstage. Can we please bring them in? They're a huge Ross fan. Please bring, bring them into the, oh, they oh, know, who's there? Who is it? Who is it? Oh, y'all got sound effects. I'm screaming. Oh my God. I'm your number one fan. <laughs> we got yeah. Pseudo popping in to say hello. Hi, Roz. What up, Steph? What's goody? What's up? I'm just your number one fan. I just came to say hi. <laughs> Man, I'm your number one fan. I'm the pseudo sisters <laughs> fan. These are my first guys. Like for those listening, these were this. It's not an exaggeration to say these were my first friends in Web three. Oh, we're Web three besties. We've been on a boat together. We've been at almost every major NFT conference event together. Seriously. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> we've been to basketball games together we've partied yeah, i was just together. thinking about that our birthday when we went to the WNBA game and you and we didn't even know that you were there and then we see you we're like wait a damn minute is that Roz? you dm me and i'm like yo you're here and then you angel mccautry legend <laughs> and then y'all went like raving or whatever remember the time yeah. y'all yeah. snuck into a, a very tough to get into party can we say yeah let's just say the board ape the first board ape yacht club party yeah, the Uh-oh. first A Fest. They snuck me on into the yacht. Fest. No, not no. It it was in New York. Oh wait, you're right. That wasn't the yacht. That was um the warehouse party. The warehouse party in New York. Oh, yeah, I didn't have a band for whatever reason. I don't think I had, like followed any directions. That I mean, that was all you. You you honestly <laughs> finessed. We were just there. We're like, oh god, is how is this able to happen right now? And that was all you finessing, Roz. No, y'all are ride or dies. First of all, we, oh, we went from the dapper party together and like y'all knew I didn't have like a ticket or a band. Oh, you Still came said- in after they ended it and then they had to sneak, we had to like, they wouldn't let you in at the door, right? And then you're like, no, oh, get my person, let me in. Yeah, and Steph, you pulled up and was like, oh, no, 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 she's good. And then, and then like alleged, like I had dapper people saying, oh, we're coming, we're coming. But I was outside in the cold for a minute. So like Steph had a like, I was like, yeah. this is right. So Steph came out and got me. So um, we end up going to a fest and like, y'all was like coming up with, with ideas. You guys were like holding me down. You'd be like, you like crowded around me. We got, I hadn't, I haven't felt that kind of like uh crazy sneak and rush since like, I don't even know high school. I don't even know when's the last time I snuck in, but we were in there. It was crazy. <laughs> that was fun good times good memories yeah i hope we don't get in trouble for this but it is <laughs> hey, hey you know no, no one past, listens to this like, right no 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 one's gonna listen it's fine it's fine yeah guys everyone just keep it keep this a secret <laughs> and we snuck in oh the, we did nsla venice but steph you didn't know it was jenny we no i no she no, went to nsla no, steph was there jenny yeah. you didn't go and yes. then, and then, of course, Miami on the boat was crazy at Art Basel. We got those nice sunset pictures. <laughs> we look like we're on a tropical <laughs> vacation in like the Caribbean, like, like, and that was like peak bull market, like mm-hmm. crypto, like Art Basel was on a million, trillion, trillion megawatt, like bull market frenzy. Like people were on boats. Like I, I, it like, was, it was. <laughs> People were wilding, like there were parties, like I'm not like the the Brex party with like like people hanging out of like trampolines in the air and like pouring champagne from oh, like wait, yeah, that mansion party thing that we went to. 
What the heck was that? Yeah. It was, that was not, like crypto smashed Art Basel last year. Like it was, there was nothing bigger than the way like Web3 hit it there. And I think it was even bigger than traditional, like, you know, art installations, but I might be wildly bi- biased, but I'm excited for Art Basel this year. I'm, I'm curious yeah. to how it will look, you know, with a bear market tune. Will it be toned down as far as the crypto stuff? Will, will it be as flashy? But you know, like as everybody likes to say, it's a time for, you know, who's serious, who's real communities that are market agnostic and, and builders, you know? Yeah, totally. I don't want to crash your pot. I just want to come <laughs> on and say hi, but um, I'm looking forward to listening to this back. So I'm a fan. Okay. I'm a fan yeah. of the pod and I'm a fan of Roz. Yay. Thank you for pulling up. Not the first like 20 minutes of the show, just us gushing <laughs> on each other. Like, oh my God, no, you're great. No, you're great. <laughs> no, you know, stop. <laughs> Okay, y'all. Have a have a great pod. Thank you, Steph. Bye. Right. Yeah, you know, I had a I had to pull her in because uh yeah, we go way back. Like Roz, like you said, we're like the first friends of each other in Web3. And you know, Roz is not just somebody that we're here interviewing, but she is truly a friend. And I also consider Roz a mentor at VCon when I was moderating panels. Oh my god, Roz was like my like angel like she was like my fairy godmother like just this like person with so much wisdom and you know and I remember you said like your advice that just like stuck out to me the audience is on your team like they're on your side they want to see you doing well so you know they're rooting for you like they're not rooting against you they're rooting for you and I just remember that um and I appreciate you for that (laughs) oh thank you so happy to hear you know I remember like our little pep talks right before you would go on stage. And I, I truly was just so impressed. Like one, you already have earned the respect um, and the opportunity to sit on the main stage at VCon in front of everybody with on screens, all of all around an NFL stadium. Um, you did fantastic. And also your ability to like, more importantly, have conviction and, and follow through the consistency in which you built a voice and presence in this space and put out content. And it started, you know, small and got bigger and bigger. Um, that hard work and that consistency is going to really pay off. I have no doubts at <laughs> all. Aw, that's so <laughs> sweet. Thank you, Ross. And with that, I do want to ask you a question about like networking and going to network events and putting yourself out there because you've done a lot of public speaking. I mean, you're a broadcaster, like just, and how do you, like, what advice would you give to people? Maybe they're going to events and they want to network with other people. Maybe they're speaking on stages for first their first time. And, you know, they also want to network with the people backstage, but maybe they're kind of nervous. Like, what advice would you give to those people like wanting to network? And this is also kind of a personal question. <laughs> Asking for a I mean, obviously. <laughs> um, I think, you know, come from a place of, of genuine uh, a genuine place. Um, that's how I try to move, you know, less looking for, for some kind of incentive or needing somebody to, you know, having a handout for somebody to give you something or, um, you know, genuinely connect on plate points of passion. Um, you know, be respectful of other people's time, understanding that like they don't have to necessarily have a 30 minute window for you, but at least the introduction works. And you should certainly ask if you can further follow up, you know, as a, as a professional interviewer where I'm like trying to get guests or on the spot, get interviews. Um, I'm very comfortable with rejection. (laughs) 
Um, well, that's a lie. You're not comfortable, but you learn how to not take it personally. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to internalize any of those interactions. Like you more want to just put your best positive energy out. And that's usually what you can get back. You also want to find ways that you provide value, you know, like before pulling up to these events, you want to one, understand what people need to know about you. And then how do I communicate that relatively quickly? You know, we don't always get 15 minutes to explain who we are and what our business is. So like literally it would be worth it at home to write out a mission statement or write out like a, what is my business? Or, you know, try to write down like your top three, you know, goals of, of what you want to accomplish at a VCon or at an NFTLA or something like that. And then, you know, practice and make sure you understand that and you come in with a game plan. Like I think organization um, of ideas and of, of goals goes a long way. Ooh. That was good. Organization. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. And also bringing it back a bit to NFTs in general. I mean, I first met you through uh, an NBA Top Shot live stream that they were putting together. I think it was like a woman of Top Shot or something like that. And um, this was like almost two years ago at this point, right? Like this was like, and uh, I've been following you ever since. And obviously, you know, you've hung out at events and things like that. You've gotten really into NFTs. I mean, I remember, I'm, I'm sure you probably still have all these things, but I just remember all the different PFPs you used to have, like your Meebits, your Punk, like you have your Ballers, which we definitely have to talk about your Ballers Nation show that you have as well. But how did you, how did your NFT journey like first begin? Like who introduced you and how did you get into NFTs? NBA Top Shot. You know, uh, that was my way. I think at first it felt very foreign and I was looking for a way to enter. And I heard about like Top Shot through actually the boardroom. And I was working for the boardroom covering the intersection of sports and tech. And, you know, I had seen Top Shot, you know, pull up a few times, but I kind of like avoided it because I was just like, I don't really understand. But then I was like, don't be afraid. Like, don't, you know, at the time I was noticing a lot was changing about our world too. I was like, just, you don't want to sit here and be, you know, left out um, and, and just ignorant. Um, And this looks fun. Like you love basketball, you know, basketball. So just try it. And I just forced myself to try it. And it was actually very approachable. And I found myself enjoying, I met people like you. I, I got into like, that was my first community. And I understood like the power of like how NFTs can make stronger communities because through the, 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 the ownership, you know, the act, the aspect of like actually owning something through the technology of blockchain. And on top of that, like finding a new and innovative way to like engage as a fan of the game. And, you know, I feel like, especially around like, you know, all of these sports where people are fighting and paying billions of dollars for, you know, TV rights to these games, NBA, NFL, WNBA, all of that, like, like it just shows you there's a hunger. There's also like a market for the video clips, the social media clips, the fashion, the, the fashion clips, the, you know, the fit cams, the, you know, then there's all these different digestible ways to interact on social media or digitally with these, with these athletes and these games. So like now here's a way via web three to do so as well. And there's just this appetite for it. And, um, that's very exciting. So I, I got in through top shot and then from there I got into collecting art, digital art. I was looking for black artists and I actually slid into the DMS. Cause I remember like, I, if you see my home, it's like covered in art. 
And it was a natural extension. All right, let me try to collect some digital art. And I actually didn't know where to start. So I slid into Pranksy's DMs. <laughs> I didn't know anything really about what Pranksy was either, but Pranksy I knew like was a big name. So I slid into Pranksy DMs and he wrote, wrote me back and he um, sent me to somebody who had a list of, and I'm blanking on who, but had a list of black artists. And I went and looked through each one and che- and vetted them by like checking who was serious, who was interacting who had a trail record, a track record, who, you know, went to their Instagrams, went to their Twitters. And I followed a bunch of artists. And then from there, I got into PFPs and collecting and joining different communities. And um, I still love my PFPs. Um, and um, I still hold them and I rock them. Right now, my favorite in the world is my ballers because it's it's a custom and it's like literally. Everything. Oh, I was wondering. I was like, how she get like the hoops and all that? Like, okay, it's a custom. Nice. Is, that, is that your Twitter uh, profile right now? Yes. So she's yep. got my ballers has like it's a custom. A, it's one. a Joel MB jersey. I'm a 76ers fan, so I'm going to consider that a Joel MB jersey. <laughs> Not no Joel MB jersey, although we do love Joel MB. Shout out to yeah. Cooper. <laughs> it's even got the StubHub uh, advertisement on it. No, it is the number 21 for my number. Oh, uh, okay. Big, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse She's me. blinged out. She got the hoop yeah. earrings <laughs> and the chain. Her hair is brown and mm-hmm. curly. She has the lip, the eyebrows, big, hopeful eyes. Like, yeah. oh, I really like her. That like, is a cool PFP. That is a cool PFP. I even got stickers for her that I like. You know how people hand out stickers to their PFP? Ooh, I, I need one. Jen, Jen knows nothing about that. She knows nothing about people <laughs> handing out stickers. Over. I have so many. I need <laughs> one. <laughs> which one is your? Of course, like, I also love my punks. And I'm never selling those. And like, but like, which are your favorite PFPs right now still? I mean, my doodle is my PFP. It's It's kind of consistently been my and it's also the the branding of this podcast so um but I have a ballers too I love my ballers like I have a cool like black hair like she has a green jersey and like I like my ballers too she's a vibe yeah ballers Um, life it really speaks to me so (laughs) and then now I, I would say like to fast forward to now where I'm at with web3 I would just say And, you know, it's funny, like I've been here now about two years and I think that it's just a much we're we're a much more savvy audience now. Right. Like, I feel like we've been through a lot. Like we've been through the ups, we've been through the downs, like through the trenches, through the trenches. We went through, you know, like and it's all been in a very short time span, you know, for for the majority of like the newer people who now have been here about a year and a half to two years. And like we're more savvy. We're not looking for nonsense. We're skeptical of you know, scammers and, and Ponzi type people. But like, I think I'm, I'm still here. I believe, I, I believe wholeheartedly in the long-term application of blockchain technology um, to, you know, improve industries, um, to empower people and, um, you know, to bring a lot of positivity and also like economic opportunity to different people and groups and clean up a number of like professional industries where like transparency and accuracy and accountability would be really important. Like, I I think there's a lot that's exciting about it. I cannot wait till we get to a point where we truly understand how to like harness it and use it. But I'm, I'm all for substance and meaningfulness in this, in this space. Yes. And you're also an angel investor in Web3 companies. Which, ironically, our first sponsored podcast. Okay, buddy. Yeah, okay, you're actually yay. an investor in one of uh, in our first uh, 
So Swoops, Swoops is our first like podcast sponsor and you're an investor and advisor to them, which is so ironic. So how about that? I love that. I'm so excited about Swoops. They really nailed this GM uh, challenge so far for Swoops. Like if they've gotten a lot of traction, they built a, a great simulator and they've got this like NBA daily challenge called the GM Swoops challenge that is a lot of fun, is really easy to do. They put up a starting five and they give you a bunch of players. And all you got to do is throw your your five players in within the budget that they give you. It takes like, you know, as long as you need it to take, you put it up there, you submit it. And then at the end of the day, they tell you if you beat the five that's up there, if you want or you lost and there's like cash prizes. I'm like, they smash that. That's not actually what the pro- what the project of Swoops is. But as far as like generating an audience and awareness, like, it's already a good sign, you know, that, that they, they get hoops, that they're, you know, cultivating excitement and enthusiasm. And then they're going to essentially drop a, drop the project and NFTs where like, you know, you would potentially like build up or uh, create a really unique basketball player of your own and then a team. And then, you know, there's all different ways to exist in the ecosystem. So I met David Goldberg and he was on the boat with us. Yeah. (laughs) He was on the boat. Remember? Yeah. And he actually in Miami. Yeah. In Miami, we followed up in Art Basel and met after and and talked more. And he, oh, wow. Enthusiasm and commitment and dedication to swoops makes you feel like, man, they're going to get after it. And they want to be very like, they want to be the mix of fun and also like intellectual, like the game has a lot of intricacies and options and details. Like, you know, you'd have to really come up with strategy. And I think that's one of the challenges so far we've seen in play to earn and stuff is like, um, or web three gaming is, you know, is it fun? And so I think this has the potential for that. So I invested in that. And as far as my investment strategy in web three, like I got in on Yuga Labs, um, which was exciting. I think that was just- I did not know this. Yeah, wow, that's huge. That's cool. at, a, at a what was it like a four billion valuation? Like my check sizes aren't really most check sizes <laughs> aren't going to be worth much, but I think it was more just to be a part of wanting to see this space move forward and this being a monolith example of what's possible. And you know, I think as a space, like whether you are have a board ape or not. Like, I think it's, it's good to hope it goes well, you know, um, for the overall ecosystem and gaming and ideas and concepts they're trying to build out. And uh, I'm thrilled and honored to have been a part of that. I I recognize the importance of even being there. uh, And also, you know, being one of few women or even black women on the cap table there. Um, so that representation and there's a, f- uh, a few other web three projects. I can say there's two on the way that I, I won't say just yet, but um, you know, as far as like NFT projects also, you know, got in on some others. I think right now my strategy is less about, Oh, do we want to get in on an NFT PFP project and more about like, where is there a true business plan or a, um, an application of how the technology of blockchain could make something better and perhaps something that already exists better? And so um, there's one company I'm really excited about that puts power back into the hands of everyday people via Web3 technology. And um, I like 
even if it doesn't go well, even if it doesn't take off, I, I, that's the kind of stuff I want to be part of. Like when I invest ethos is very important. And I see myself being proud to support someone trying to do something that brings uh, empowerment or positivity to the world. And, and, and hopefully could be um, an investor that brings value to the company and helps them build. That's important too. Like, you know, a, a lot of people would just try to, Oh, how can I make money? And it's like, not really fully realizing that you're voting with your dollar. You know, it's like what you put your money into, like, that's important too. It's not just about making the money and everything. And I think now that we're in like more of a bear market, um, definitely people are more cautious and thinking about that. You have something to tease for us. Tell us about your content series, Metamommy, which I love that name so much. I love that name. Yeah, Meta so <laughs> Metamommy is a project that I've been kind of like brainstorming for a while. And it's a, hopefully we'll start like putting out content and launching around it in the next few months and end September, October. It's about Metamommy is Meta's for Metaverse. Mommy is for mommy me who's telling, <laughs> the girl who's telling the story a mommy from queens and it'll be like a, it'll be a content it's based around a content series around my journey in web3 and tech and very specifically navigating it as um a non uh expert black woman and kind of taking it to the culture and like giving a real evaluation of like what I like, what I don't like, what makes sense, what doesn't like, what's relevant, why does it matter? How does it intersect with the culture? Like, but I also think it's bigger than that too. It's, you know, it's a platform. It's a, a place where I hope more than anything you're entertained. And then maybe along the way it, it demystifies and brings, especially people like myself, you know, minorities, women, people of color, people of less experience, like gets them over the edge to at least be more aware of what's happening in Web3 and, and maybe even become participants. But I definitely am not in this series trying to do a what is an NFT piece. Like I'm not an educator. I hope to just have a very relatable voice and, you know, tell stories where it makes sense. And so that's coming out. You know, the hard part is like there, I, you know, at NFT NYC, we did a brunch and we did a brunch with um, the Breakfast Club, which is another project that I'm in support of, very positive, thinking about education and things like that in Web3. And we did a brunch at NFT NYC right at the end on the rooftop of Catch Steak. It was a vibe. And we did a soft launch of like, we teased the, te we put, put the teaser out of Metamami. But the hardest thing for me is finding the time to really be able to get it you know, out there. And it's hard because I have a full-time job. Like I, I have, a, I have multiple <laughs> things that yeah. I do, but I, you know, I work at ESPN and I cover NBA and WNBA and those seasons are demanding and they overlap into each other. And, you know, I, I think I, when I hear people say like, oh, I left my job to focus on web free full-time, like I get it. Like you almost have to, and I am struggling with, you know, the very like, you know, vulnerable and human moment of like, I'm fascinated by web three. I need more time to devote to it. And I'm, I'm trying to exist in like both of these worlds full time. So it is, it is a lot, you know, that's a huge challenge and major props to you and anybody who has like, kind of like, you're almost like living a double life. It's like your non web three life and then web three, which is just a totally different thing altogether. And 
Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. Is there any type of like, do we have a, like, oh, sometime this year or next year? Like, do we kind of know around when this will come out at all? We're, I'm thinking like October, like look for, you know, momentum, Um, you know, October look for momentum. I definitely think, I definitely hope and want to manifest and claim, please let, let me like be doing some kind of like sharing of story during art Basel, please claim it together. Yes. and you know, please let my NBA schedule not hate on it. <laughs> we claim, we claim this energy. <laughs> or we're claiming, or can we claim a Miami Heat game during the end of, <laughs> of December? <laughs> can we claim yes. some heat games? Come on, y'all. I need y'all to manifest this with me. But but that is like that would be really special and heartwarming, you know, to have happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually wanted to circle back a little bit to you were talking about finding a lot of artists and I wanted to give you a chance to shout out some of the artists that you found that you really like. I'd like to try and follow them. And then I have one that I want to suggest to you, a friend of mine, amazing artist that I think you'd really like. So if I don't know if you have a chance, if you have any in mind, you yeah, always like sure. to give shout out to independent artists. And it's funny because you know. I actually, I, I was actually sitting here before I got on with y'all ordering picture frames for, one NFT that I have that I also mm-hmm. have of. I know that the cool. the viewers can't see it, but I'll show Ooh. you. Yeah. And um, it's a digital artist named Yasnir. And um, he's a, he actually, Yasnir is blowing up. I, and that's part of it too. Like I got a, an, I have a piece from him and that I own on the blockchain. And now he's been doing like different campaigns for coach. He was at Beacon. I'm like, okay, he's, he's putting his oh, work growing. And I feel, you know, I feel the value of my, you know, conviction early in his career growing and like through my ownership of, of the physical and the NFT, like I'm very mm-hmm. invested and hope he does well, but, um, and care about him, but he, he put a piece together for me and I plan on talking about it, you know, more on Metamommy. Like, you know, we do a lot of talking about PFPs or even Top Shot and these are, you know, thousands of NFTs in a collection, but like, I try to point out that there are many ways for, you know, NFTs to exist. And, you know, even on the art side, like they could be one of ones, they could be very intimate. And so he, uh, he made me a piece that I shared with him. I slid in his DMS. I I'm a fan of his art. I've collected other pieces. He like makes very like tarot card type of art and he's done stuff around like different musicians and just very cool. Like it looks like colorful tarot cards. And I reached out and I was like, Hey, I'm a fan would you commission one about my parents? Cause at the time my father had just passed and my mom is sick. And like the way that I was like feeling and knowing my parents was no longer the same. And I, you know, I wanted to remember them. And so I shared with him intricate details in the, and I told him what I wanted it to feel like. And he came back and made it for me in that way. And he hit me in the DMS and he was like, you know, I cried making this and it was called like, like, I miss you, but I'm, I'm not sad because I know you're always with me or something like I forget the actual title, but I know what it what the picture speaks. And um, for me, it was a way of immortalizing my parents on the blockchain. You know, they're forever tr- transcribed there. There was really you know, beautiful meaning for that. For me, I own the NFT and I have the physical and I actually just ordered a frame for it. So his name is Yasnier. You can find him on Super Rare and a bunch of places. How do you spell, if you don't mind? 
Y-O-S-N-I-E-R. Yep. Thank tarot you. card pieces. And then um, I, I actually ran on that list that, you know, I found sliding into the DMs of Pranksy and then getting somebody else's list of black artists. You know, I found a number, but um, I found Micah Johnson. And yep. obviously he's the creator of Aku. Um, but I, God, I, I swear, I don't know what y'all believe in, but I'm like, man, God has his way because I slid in, um, Micah Johnson's DMs. And after like vetting all, I went down the list of every single artist on that list. And then he hit me right back. You know, I was like, oh, he's a baseball player. Cool. Mm -hmm. And this is before he really dropped the Aku project or like, you know, the whole series of even like, uh, the 10 chapters. Yeah. The Nifty Gateway stuff. Yeah. The nifty, I, and I had no idea. Like, I literally was like, hey, just looking for black artists. Like, saw your stuff. I saw your uh, your piece that you won, like, NFT artists would be here on. Like, very cool. He texted me. He t- DM me back. He was like, yo, nice to meet you. He was like, I'm so glad you hit me. You're just in time. I drop tomorrow. Mm. Like, chapter, my Genesis wow. drops tomorrow. So, Micah, you know, we ended up DMing back and forth. And then finally he was like, yo, can I text you? And like, this is still like, you know, heart of peak pandemic. You know what I mean? Like, you're just happy to like speak to anybody. <laughs> and like, so we're like texting and then he, like, he just straight up called me. And so like, I remember like where I was like, this was like peak pandemic. Like I was in my bedroom in the dark. <laughs> like, like there were so many people I had some really intimate, heavy, like, long conversations but one because we were isolated still and two because like we were feeling this this great sense of community and like you know what Micah was talking about with with the empowerment and the storytelling about around a a young black boy who imagines he can be an astronaut and the empowerment through the nft back into the community and the buyers and you know it was what it was enough to give you goosebumps and you know what's wild because i just um I just saw Micah. We we have become great friends. Um, and I've collected all 10 chapters and I'm a moon God and I have Akutar. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we haven't even seen the tip of what Aku and Micah Johnson are going to do in his entire life. But everything he told me in that conversation and the many we had before, after he has executed and at scale, the man is a visionary. And, you know, we talk about second chapters and like, I was like, yo, basketball was my vehicle. Like, what if Web3 is another one or another wave? Like, I've talked to Micah, like, yo, a lot of people, like their entire life dreams and goals would have been to play in the, M- in the, in the MLB as a baseball player. But like, you're going to smash that. Like, you are way better <laughs> at mm. this. Like, this is going to be so much bigger and more impactful than anything you've done in a baseball player. Like, can you imagine that? And actually I'm sitting here as they can't see this again. Sucks. Y'all gonna have to hear it, but I have my, uh, my Aku sculpture that I'm showing. That is so cool. Wild. It's a, it's a one of 100 Aku sculpture. Like, like, I don't even care what happens to the the price of the floor of the project. Like this is something that I'm going to be proud to have for my children and explain like why this meant something to me at the time, you know, who knows where we'll be, uh, you know, by the time I have kids, you know, my my family rolling in the grave, where where are the children? But like, (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, who knows what we'll be with NFTs, but like to imagine that at the beginning, this was something that meant something to me, this, this little statue of hope of, of what's possible. Like that's, that's very cool. One more artist I'm going to shout out and then I'll, get off this question Nah, this is great is gabe he's not black <laughs> that's okay we, we like all the artists 
is um, Gabe Weiss of um, the Bay Area. And I have a physical and an NFT in my home. And he does the, um, damn, what are those things? I mean, he just, Stoics. Dropped, he just dropped his Stoics collection. Yeah. yeah. But what the type of art it is, of course, I'm blanking is... Ah, I'm blanking, but um, he has a very distinctive style. He does it very well. And the piece that I have, a lot of his subjects tend to be male. The piece that I have is actually a woman. And, you know, it shows a lot of her, like, it's not the multitudes piece, but it also shows like that women can be many things, often are many things at once. And I have the physical and the NFT. And in this case, I must say, whew, the physical, the NFT does not do the physical justice. He mm. is a wildly talented artist and medium matters. Like there's different reasons why we hold the NFT version of something versus the physical. I'm proud of both. Both have meaning to me, but walking into my home and I have, I have it prominently displayed in my usual area where I record. It's a beautiful piece. He's a talented artist and a wonderful human being. So I very much enjoyed getting to know him. Awesome. Yasnir just followed me back. I know. Look at that. And he only follows 2,300 people. He's got 50,000 followers. He has 50,000 already. Yeah. Twitter? Yeah. Good. yeah. Oh, let me follow. Let me him. see if I can get the follow back. Uh, <laughs> nope. Just me. And, oh, no. uh, so the artist I wanted to tell you about Roz, do you know, Owo Anietti? Uh, what, what's his project? Afrodroids. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yep. I, I I don't know him, but I collected yep. Afrojoids. Oh, cool. Why do you like him? Why do you like him? Uh, well, I met him last summer, and I actually worked a little bit, helped do some of the tech behind the scenes for Afrojoids with him. What? So I got to know Owo really well, and he he's a, he's a young guy. He's whatever. He's 25, 26. I call that young. And, I mean, he's brilliant. He's, you know, he's living in, in Lagos, Nigeria, and mm-hmm. he worked his butt off. He donated 20% of the proceeds or over $500,000 to Dreamcatchers Academy in Nigeria, which is a school for girls. They built a whole school on Afrojoids, a $500,000 donation right in the smart contract. He insisted upon that. He's a brilliant artist. If you go to his Instagram, it's O-W-O underscore A-N-I-E-T-I-E, Anietti. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just scroll through his art. Like I, I love seeing it every day. He puts something new out every day. He doesn't even sell them. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's yeah. I love Owo. Owo. I mean, he's he's a really good person. Brilliant artist. Yeah. So, yeah. I need to I need to follow directly, but I collected um, Afrojoids just off cool. the street. Like someone hit me and was like, "Yo, Nigerian project." Yeah. <laughs> it was the it was at the time, and I think it still <laughs> even might be. It was the biggest project uh, from the continent of Africa. Yeah. When he did that. Oh, another artist. Speaking of African artists, yeah. Latabo from South Africa. Mm. Oh, I'm imp- I'm very proud of my Latabo piece. Um, you know, she's a young woman, also young, who has d- done a lot of like capturing her pictures, her pieces, like tell a quick story in them. Like, and it's up, you know, you decipher it. Like how so mine is like the eat western piece, and it's about like a little black girl, um, kind of like eating or, or consuming Western culture. Um, and she's like chewing on a Barbie doll or something. It's like, oh, wow. it's 
cool. There's some other pieces that I, I really am a fan of too, but like Latabo, beyond that, I think she's a great um, ambassador for like why NFT art or how it had, you know, a big impact on, and also crypto in general, a big impact on like African countries. Another artist too, Vintage Mozart. I was literally going to yeah. say Vintage Mozart. Love Vintage Mozart. Him and Oa were friends and I met oh. them around the same time. Yep. Yeah. I have a bunch of vintage Mozart. He's one of my favorites. He's a great guy too. Give me another artist because I'm you're, like you're in the know. And we have similar tastes. So if you like another- uh, Dark Myths, you know him? Oh no. Yep he he leads a lot. He he's a real leader in the community. M. Why did I, I? I don't think I'm saying. I mean Dark M. It's uh, M Y T H S T Myths. Okay. Yep. He's he's really great. A really good guy. Um. You probably know like Corey Van Lu. I love. Oh, uh, he's down I love, here in Miami. I'm so sad I didn't say Corey's name. Yo, uh, <laughs> what I gotta do right now? Mm. Buy a Corey Van Lu right now during the bear market. The big issue mm-hmm. for me was actually I'm about to go look that up because it has been a mega goal to have something from him, and I feel like during the like bull, it just kind of it got outside of my range. Like he yep. just. Yep. And he deserves it all. But I'm wondering if I could catch anything lower right now in the bear. I don't know. Probably not. You might be able to. You're talking about one of ones probably because like there, there's there's additions that you can have for relatively cheap for sure. What addition besides know. the Tezos joint that he did? What else? Um, I mean, there's the ones like the Mike Tyson ones. Yeah. On, that- uh, on OpenSea. I think um, I, the one that I the ones that I liked was the ones he did with the blue and well, they're all blue and pink, but mm-hmm. around the. um. Around the pandemic with the 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 guns that take your yes, temperature. Yeah. Those I thought were really cool. And I actually like you can check on like super rare. You might see my name in there for a few bids, but I quickly got it got crazy for a while with his stuff. Um when you something funny, do you know one of this is also on Tezos that the website one, one of one off or one of I think it's just one of. Oh, one of, of, yeah, of course, I'm following. Yeah. I'm following. Okay, so they uh, he released stuff on there, and one of them was an edition of a thousand, and they were twenty five dollars yeah. each, and the whole thing went to charity, and I bought like a hundred and twenty of them. Are you trying to sell me one? What's going on? I, I'll give you one if you can. I don't think you can transfer them. Why? But they're for sale for like thirty five, fifty bucks, thirty five, oh, forty. Yeah, I don't. If you could, if if you could transfer them, I'll DM you. Um, and I will send you absolutely if I I'll go on the website and see if that's activated to transfer it. I'll send you. Yeah, I absolutely do that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I bought a whole bunch of because I just like he was, you know, so hard to get his stuff on ETH. And I was like, yeah, that's a great opportunity. Plus, it's all gone to charity anyway. Exactly. So like I just I bought them till they were sold out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You guys think we'll see like a bull run like that again? like that i mean there will be you know we talk about this a lot and it's a really good question um i think it'll look different i think the next one is there's going to be a lot of like consumer products that bring people in because like like the starbucks thing is a start of kind of a new era people aren't even going to know they're dealing with nfts but it's really an nft project Mm -hmm. it's going to be done on polygon and people are going to interact with it because they're going to want the free coffee or the whatever you're going to get from it. I think like we've talked about that a lot. I think the next run is going to, we need to bring new people in, you know, like we're, we're kind of a small community at this point and everyone's buying and selling from each other. 
But these new people are going to be coming in, not because they want to buy an NFT. It's because they want what the NFT gets them. Yeah, I agree. And I, you know, it's funny people like trying to use NFTs without using the word. It's the word has become so like it agenda, like there's been agenda assigned to it. It's been, you know, become like a, a negative connotation, which is sad because like so much of, you know, what NFTs have is the promise. But I think that had to do with like, you know, some of the, the headlines that came out of the bull run, really like, you know, uh, PFP selling for millions of dollars or, and that's not to knock them like the, or the worth or the value of them or, you know, scams mm-hmm. and worries and things like that. Like, um, or real issues with the space, like money lost on gas and like, you know, um, you know, look what happened to, look what happened to Micah. Aku, like, you know, I yeah. actually, I'm probably going to, you know, do a piece where I talk like in Metamami, like it's absolutely mm-hmm. going to be like, yeah, I'm how, what a great time we're having at art, you know, NFT Basel or whatever. But like, it's also going to be like, yo, something's got to shift because it doesn't feel like as a normal person, I I'm frightened to do, interact with the space if things like this yeah. can happen. And I want to share that. Like, how could during a like example, um, you know, and again, I'm a board ape holder. I love, I'm excited about the ecosystem and what they're building and what the future holds. But like the other side drop to have 150 or a hundred million dollars get lost in gas. Mm-hmm. Feed, how, how is that uh, responsible given, you know, all the need in the world, yeah. um, you know, or Aku dreams, the drop, like, you know, I believe that the future, they'll overcome that. That'll be a blip on the radar and that'll be a testimony. But can we talk about somebody spent a year of their life, a year and a half building a project, building, building, let up supposed to be the greatest day of their life. And they did make and earn 34 or whatever, 35, $45 million. That's what it was, yeah. And, and it, and it, and it exists somewhere locked in the blockchain somewhere because of a coding era, like, and that's okay. What? Can you wrap your mind around it? Have, have, no, that's mind blowing. No, that's, 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 that's 35 million. Yeah. It's mind blowing. Like, I don't even know. I'm tripping off of $25 lost. Like, wait a second. <laughs> right. Right. You get overcharged at the restaurants. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, you know, I just saw Micah recently. We were taping a sh- somebody's show together. The grace the charisma, the upbeat positivity, the bounce back, the the intention to continue to work hard on the project and for the people. And it's not forced and it's not fake. I literally just saw him yesterday. And after, I mean, it's still relatively soon. We're talking about a few months out. Like, I mean, and I know he hurt, like, you know, and I'm gonna let that be his testimony to tell and not me. Like, you know, it really was emotionally and physically, you know, hard for everybody. I mean, it was for me and I was just some, a fan on the outside listening. Mm-hmm. I was at Coachella when this happened, but I remember like it took the whole wind out of the day, but like, I don't know that I would even have, have that kind like I, that I could come back like that. I don't know that I wouldn't have been, you know, turned away from the space or become negative or become so hurt or just let the project go because every day I, I continued with it, you know, it, it was a reminder or, Maybe I would have needed more time. Like I just, more than anything, I'm so impressed. It makes me an even bigger fan and supporter, to be honest. Agreed. Yep. 
But like, those are the things that I want to talk about. Like, we're not just going to be here and sugarcoat Web3. Like, we're going to talk about why it's important, you know, for the merge to happen. What is the, like, why, why is that important? Like, what, you know, okay, we thought Axie Infinity was everything, but the game got hacked. And like, you know, or what's going on with like people over leveraging or, you know, not or being greedy in the space or during bull runs and how that set, set everyone else back or the trickle effects. And, you know, I hope that as I'm sharing these stories on Metamami as like a, you know, again, just a regular everyday person who's in these streets participating, like, I hope it makes people more savvy that they're not on Twitter clicking dumb links and like walking around with, you know, you know, with a hot wallet all the time or whatever, like, you know, like that, that they learn along the way. Yeah. And storytelling is a huge way to educate. It's like edutainment, you know, the combination of entertainment and education. Like that's, that's the best way to educate people. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm really excited for, to hear these, these content stories that you're coming out with through Metamommy and, and thank you for the coming on the podcast. I know that, you know, you have a, you have to go, but, um, yeah, I want to shout out Ballers podcast. Shout out to Ballers. Baller. Yeah, you're also the host of Ballers Nation <laughs> podcast. <laughs> to, to add more to the list of things that you do. Um. Yeah, no, I definitely want to give a shout out to them because that is also um, exciting. I'm yeah. the host of Ballers NFT podcast called Ballers Nation. And Ballers makes a lot of sense for me, like just like Top Shot did. And also they're all flow, flow family, but basketball sports and like web three these are the things i care and exist in it's a very natural extension and so like i think you know we've only done two episodes so we're still evolving the show but the community- how you interviewed jane which is awesome yeah yeah janie's incredible um oh, janie oh my bad. Janie. yes janie perasini the gm of top shot um nba top shot and wnba top shot their general manager we had her on we had Kelsey Plum, who is a Ballers holder, Ooh. and she's currently playing in the WNBA Finals. And we're getting ready for our third guest. And like, we'll like, it'll be a diversity of guests from like Web three builders to like, you know, athletes interested in the space. And you know, I think that that's exciting. And like, also the community is so like attentive and engaged and market agnostic like bear market they're cracking and 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 popping and it it shows you like why you want to hold the nft because you're a part of this community ballers (laughs) i love my custom ballers (laughs) nice yes um michael any any last minute last minute things no i think i'm good we went over the the artist that was really neat to talk about the artists you like and introduce i was like taking notes yeah me too too. i was i was finding everybody but thank you so much for coming on Roz. this was a lot of fun and i'm gonna look forward to following you and all the things you're into and all that cool stuff so it was a pleasure having you it was a pleasure to chop it up with you guys thank you for having Yes. And if you want to come back on when Metamommy comes out, let us know. You can you can pop in. But thank uh, you all so much. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to end it. So if you want to say something. <laughs> A shout out Metaplex. <laughs> I'm coming on with Metaplex um, on their grants committee. And um, I want to also say this so that people know that, that, you know, we're here to support um, builders on the Solana ecosystem as well. 
Um, so excited to, you know, learn more about kind of that world. Um, and also be like, for me, I don't want to just be somebody who's here, like talking about what I hope for the space. I want to be someone who's bringing action. And so this is really meaningful way to exist in the space by, you know, helping people, um, build out their ideas. So, um, yeah, that's just one more way to exist in web three, but I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Uh, Solana, man, we, we really, we've got, I have a few Solana NFTs. Uh, Michael has a few, we really haven't gotten too into Solana and, mm-hmm. um, I know sometimes people are like, you guys should talk about Solana more. Um, so I am excited to, to see that. And um, we both got rejected by the Utes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, I, we got- most of my <laughs> journey has been obviously on like Ethereum, right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's top shot on flow. But, you know, I'm very bullish on like flow and everything like that Dapper's building. Um, but I, I think that I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's just going to be like one chain. I think there'll be multiple mm-hmm. chains that we do different things and different, you know, that that whole different value for different like activities or needs. And there definitely um, will be. There yeah. definitely will be. There's going to be a consumer blockchain that's not going to be ETH because gas is prohibitive for that. Where well, maybe can every maybe day. flow. Yeah. Flow, have gas flow has a good chance because like Ticketmaster chose flow. Yeah, and that's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. Not yeah, it's a huge deal. Huge yep. deal. And that's like the, again what you were saying earlier, like normalizing, you know, normal activity use of NFTs where we won't yep. even know that it's NFTs. Yep. And like I've always said, like I've always felt that NFTs are going to be a part of like our everyday life, where it's just like a part of like storing information or cataloging where we've where we've been, tickets, like what we've consumed, like exactly things like that so yeah, it'll be like it, having a wallet will be like having an email was like 20 years ago where your grandparents were like i don't need an email but now every like you have to have an email oh i like that analogy okay <laughs> and you can have different ones yahoo aol right. Gmail. Hey. well right. it's funny because most of us have consolidated into like one or two different emails mm. but um okay now that we have tried to get off the show three different times <laughs> No, wait, is there anything else uh, any, anything else we need to talk about <laughs> this is our fourth and final try of getting off the show so i have nothing else to add i have done all my shameless plugs <laughs> thank you to play swoops one more time for Shout out to play swoops. <laughs> yep. for sponsoring the pod yes um all right well with that said thank you so much Roz, for coming on the show Um, This was a really fun episode. Hopefully everybody listening enjoyed this one and we will catch you in the next one. Peace. Oh, so guys, no, just kidding. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. 
We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace. Stop.